Generosity Path podcast, a space for global conversations with people from different walks of life about the impact generosity has had on them. It's a place of inspiration, encouragement, and hopefully joy as we hear about the transforming power and potential of generosity to change the world. Welcome, everybody, to the Generosity Path podcast. I'm J. Paul Frydenmaker, and I'm glad to be here with my good friend and the founder of Generosity Path, Daryl Heald. Um, Daryl, how are things going in Chattanooga these days? Uh, we're doing great. Thanks, J. Paul. Always good to be with you, and I'm excited. We're going to, I think you're in for a great treat today, so look forward to hearing our guests. Absolutely in for a great treat. So we've got James Yen, who's in Taipei. And we've got Johnson's son, who's in Toronto and, and, and from China. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Well, let me, let me tell our audience a little bit about you guys before we get started. So I'll start with James Yen. Um, James is part of the GIC Merchant Bank Impact Investment and International Trading Operations. Um, prior to that, he had extensive international investment, entrepreneurial experience, as well as a background in large-scale enterprise managements. And he's a serial entrepreneur. We love those. We love those kind of people. He's established businesses in Taiwan, Hong Kong, China, Thailand, and the U.S. across multiple sectors. And my favorite sector, James, this may come as no surprise is the food and beverage sector. So uh, James has a passion in culinary arts. He's a self-taught chef, and he's worked with many Michelin-starred chefs in Asia. And that's right, Daryl and I, um, at this point, our mouths are watering, wishing that we could be with you, having a wonderful meal. Um, okay, Johnson's son. Um, Johnson is the founder and president of GIC Merchant Bank that James is a part of, um, and that's based in Toronto, Canada. He is active with philanthropic and faith-based organizations around the world um, and led the development of a global platform of strategic relationships and partnerships across North America, Asia, and South Africa. But I would love to just start by, and, and, and Johnson, why don't we start with you? Tell us a little bit about your family and, and where you live these days. I, right now, I live in uh, Toronto, Canada. Um, you know, I was born in, uh, in the southern part of China uh, in a province called Yunnan. You know, and, uh, and uh, I, uh, uh, my, parents sent, uh, my parents brought me to Beijing for my uh, elementary school and high school education. And then I came to uh, uh, Canada in 2008. And James, how about you? Um, I actually came from a, a pretty big family in Taiwan. Uh, the family used to mine gold and coal in Taiwan. We obtained the mining permits back in 1899 and went through 1971. I was born in Taiwan and uh, moved to California when I was 14. Went to junior high, high school, university. In the United States. And then I moved back to Taiwan around 2002 to work for um, a Taiwanese American family office and build operations, you know, in Asia for them. But over the years, I've actually lived and worked in Taipei, Hong Kong, Beijing, Bangkok, Tokyo, and I'm now based back in Taipei and just travel for work. So we already heard, James, in some, some of your background, you've had quite a varied background. And, and as Jay Paul has already alluded, um, in the food and beverage sector, you made a really radical 
shift out of investment banking into, into culinary school uh, and all. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that life transition? Yeah, you know, uh, I think in the earlier parts of my life, uh, my work is all involved with investment, private equity. So I've been traveling for work. So it will, it's a general week will be traveling uh, on Monday to Friday. So everywhere I go, um, you know, I the meetings that I set up, I would ask the people, uh, hey, can you take me to a, a restaurant that you enjoy going or even a street food? Um, you know, after our meetings and then, you know, because I, I love to eat. And so uh, they would take me to like their favorite restaurants and I, I'm a people person. So, you know, for the restaurants I like or the food that I like, I would actually go into a kitchen and just, you know, find a chef owner and chat with them. So that's how I started, you know, my passion in, in the food industry. And I make friends with chefs and then, you know, and they would call me when they visit Taiwan. I would take them to the markets you know, to, to try the street foods. And, 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 and then they, sometimes they would call me and they'll say, hey, James, you know, I have an event that I'm doing in Hong Kong. Well, I have an event that I'm doing in Macau. Can you come? You know, why don't you join us? You know, come join me in the kitchen. And that's how I started learning. And, and, and you know, from, from tasting to making. Um, and then, you know, that's just how I got into business. Well, we, we, we've been a beneficiary of that. Jay Paul and I have of your hospitality and your skills as a chef in your, in your team at your, um, at your kitchen there. And, uh, that's, that's been quite a treat. Although I don't, you know, when Jay Paul, what, what is not fair about this? When James, James says he loves to eat, but it doesn't look like he eats very much at all. <laughs> and what, you and I love to eat and, <laughs> and, and it's very noticeable. So <laughs> it's just, there's something just not fair about that. I just, <laughs> Johnson, Tell us, tell us a little bit about the situation in China and, and maybe some of your hopes for the message of, of generosity in your home country. I, I think one of the biggest problems that, uh, uh, that really um, uh, uh, you know, shackles the Chinese believer, especially the market believe, uh, marketplace believer community, is this notion that if you are faithful, you'll be very successful, right? And they even go beyond this and believe that uh, our faith should be measured by the performance of your business, which, which to me is, you know, uh, you know uh, is, is sad at least because obviously, you know, I, 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 I uh, you know, part of my faith journey, I interacted with a lot of brothers and sisters who deeply believed in this and, uh, and it resulted in a lot of tragedies. But yeah, I, I just think this generosity message is very, very important, especially the part that, you know, we need to understand that the provision is from God. And uh, as for Taiwan, I think, um, you know, uh, generosity and given, giving are actually not often talked about in Taiwan without a consequences. You know, what I mean <laughs> is that in most uh, local religion here in Taiwan, oftentimes, they do promote giving, but with a fear factor, meaning if you don't give enough, then you will suffer some consequences. And I think that the retreat, the journey of generosity retreat, um, you know, it, at least in my experience, it, it, it gave me a new idea um, of how giving generously, you know, can affect and, and, and understanding the joy and satisfaction of giving. But, you know, I think in Taiwan, um, you know, if we promote, 
much more in giving generously, more people can understand. And, and just like Johnson said, you know, more people can work together, um, you know, more people participate. And I think, you know, it, it just makes society, society a better place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, on this next one, let's start with you, James. What is a, what's a project right now that you're working on that you have a particular passion for, something that you're pursuing and excited about? Yeah, I think we just, it's funny, just we, I just did a, a project this last summer and it just came up. It, it was a spontaneous project. So I actually uh, signed up for a church marketplace leadership class. And in the class, I met uh, a brother named Simon. So Simon heads up a, a foundation that runs, uh, they run a summer camp uh, for uh, anti-drug uh, music camp for the elementary and junior high school in the rural area of Taiwan. Um, so they teach them guitars, keyboards, and cajuns in, in one week's time. And at the end of the last day, you know, there's a, there's a music um, you know, show they put on for, for the audience, for the parents. So the purpose is actually teach the kids an extra interest and hobby. And of course, during the camp, they also tell story to promote you know, character education and all that. But the goal of the camp is to just deviate the kids away from drugs. So when I first heard that, you know, I, I just proposed to Simon. I said, hey, can we, can I just gather a group of people and, 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 and can we, you know, on the last day, can we just cook some, some exotic, um, you know, foreign dishes for, for these kids? Because I think, um, you know, in, in, in my passion of, of food and beverage, I like to share. And, and I believe that I can make something that, you know, these kids or even, the, you know, the, the teachers, you know, haven't tasted before. And, and, you know, I invite people to participate in person, you know, to come to the school, you know, help us cook or help us serve. And also, you know, we packed up our, you know, barbecue gears and, and drove our SUVs. So, you know, some schools are further away. So we drive like three hours. Some schools are closed about an hour and a half. And then, you know, and we, we had a lot of fun doing that. And I like to say, you know, something I've, I've organized events before. And, and one thing that I did differently this time is that purposely limit the amount of the offering to about only $7 a person. So I would ask people, hey, can you do you want to give $7? And, and people start to say, hey, can I give you like, you know, 70 because I have 10 people in my family. <laughs> but, you know, in a way, I think I just want more people to involve um, in, in this this act of this event and generously. And actually, we're now planning to uh, to do more bigger events next year, next summer. And actually, uh, I've also extended my invitation to some of my Michelin chef friends in Taiwan, and, you know, they want to join. So I think it'll be a fun event. I love it. Johnson, how about you? What's something that you're really excited about, passionate about these days? Uh, um, you know, I, well, I feel like God has prepared me to enter into the marketplace and place in it through our, you know, uh, influence and, and the capital available to, uh, to work with companies and, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, um, you know, I, um, I don't know what's the right word, but, you know, pretty much helping them, redeeming them from, uh, from, uh, the negative impact from those trends. Right. And, and it's, you know, and it's pretty uh, a, a long time engagement because you know it doesn't happen overnight. It starts with the leadership, the board, the shareholder itself. Uh, you know, especially through COVID, uh, uh, the Lord has demonstrated to uh, to us how important it is to have the right people set up 
not just in the you know before I always thought the management is important. It's actually now I learned it's three layers. The management has to be right, the board has to be right, and the shareholder has to be right. Like all three actually matters. So you know we're still on this exploratory path, but you know we're really just you know a focus on doing that and and through redeeming the people composition in the company first. Let me ask let me ask both of you guys and James we'll start with you. If you you know if you had a chance to say what is the most freeing thing about living a generous lifestyle? You know, what would you say to people about that? What's one of the most freeing things that you have experienced about that? I think it is the joy uh that I have through giving generously. I think that is the most freeing thing. So, and I, I want to put it this way. It's not, you know, just, it, it is a joy, actually. It's a satisfaction that that came from my heart and soul. And I think I you can only experience this type of joy through giving generously uh, because it pleases our Heavenly Father. And not, not only does it bring joy to us, but, you know, this feeling and this act actually connects us you know, with, 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 with our heavenly father. And sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't come across when you're doing it. It, it comes maybe uh, uh, you know, a week or even, you know, a couple months after, you know, at night when you sit down, you know, we have, uh, you know, a glass of whiskey or something, but, you know, um, this joy actually, it, it comes. Yeah, I think that's the most freeing thing um, about giving generously. Yeah, I, I agree with James. Uh, I I would I would just add uh, unity, uh, because one thing I learned is everybody's relationship is broken because of things, right? I I think generosity is 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 absolutely the cure to such. Uh, uh, you know I I you know it is it, it really redeem relationship between people because that you know to be honest that's the only way like and it, and it's really mutual generosity when you have. People, because you know, I I I see generosity. Obviously, it has many uh, angles, but I see generosity as, you know, a uh, 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 love in uh, in uh, in tough situations. So uh, uh, you know, so so you know, that's very key. Like you know, I, that really how people rebuild this uh, uh, this you know spiritual link. So James, uh, one of the highlights of my year was getting to do a journey of generosity online with you and uh, several other friends. And you were in touch with me. It was within days to get trained as a facilitator, which I then did that online with you. Um, And then you took that and you started doing it in your church. Um, Would love to just hear you kind of talk a little bit about your hopes for the movement you know, I've been trying to go to a jog event, but um, I think God has his plan and, and we did it online. And, you know, although I never went through the, the real in-person jog, but um, I think still uh, it was a, a life changer for me. And that is why I contact you, you know, a couple of days after the event. You know, I was hoping that I can become a facilitator and, and I could pass on the movement. So I really think that we can work with uh, different fellowships. Uh, especially in marketplace, you know the 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 way this um, jog event, the way it's a, it's a group discussion, the way it's set up, I think it actually um, can benefit a lot of people, you know, like me, to understand 
more about the true meaning of the biblical message of, of what to give. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Johnson and James, thank you guys so much. Um, one of the things we we love to do is we kind of close out each podcast is we love to hear a story that really hits close to home. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask James. James was sharing with me earlier about this music camp and a really uh, a really fun and sacred story that happened um, at that recently. So James, why don't you share that with us, and we'll use that as our send off on this podcast. Yeah, I think. Um... In one of the school after, you know, cooking and serving the kids, I was walking around, you know, chit-chatting with the kids, you know, just to give some feedback. You know, most of the kids never tried Mexican food before, and that's why we prepared it. So there's one, there's one kid that's sitting, and, and he's chatting, but he's not, he's not actually eating. And I actually, you know, I was surprised, and I, I walked up to him, and I asked him, I said, hey, how come you're not eating? Is it, is it, is it, um, is it not your preference is it spicy or you know is there anything wrong with it and then the kid says no 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 uh you know my my mom and my little brother is coming to visit me in about an hour and i i like just like to save this for him for them you know because they never tried mexican food before and immediately i i offer them to I, i offer him to make you know another two servings when his mother and brothers arrive and just ask him to you know try and finish his food it, it's a very small, I think, gesture, and I think generosity, it, it has a ripple effect, you know. Um, this kid offered, you know, his food that was offered by us. You know, we give generously to the kid, and the kid actually gener- give generously out right away. So there is this, the generosity, it's in people's heart, and we just have to know or God through different means, it's activating it, you know? And it's just amazing to see how generosity can be passed on or can be triggered by, you know, small acts like that. Amen. Thank you guys, James Johnson. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a, a rich and wonderful time. Greetings and, and salutations to our Generosity Path audience. It's been fun to be with you today. Have a good day. listening to this episode of the generosity path podcast pay it forward by rating sharing and subscribing to find out more about connecting your own passions and purpose with your giving visit generositypath.org or engage in the conversation by following us on social media let's make the world a better place